Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the unity that you provide, Lord. Thank you for these ladies. Lord, thank you for your word. And um, just um, give me the words to speak, Lord. Maybe all of you, none of me. May you increase as I decrease, Lord. Um, and uh, just bless our time, Lord. Um, in Jesus' name, amen. All right. Um, we're going to be looking... I don't know where to start. Just give me a second here. I'm all over the place. Okay. There I am. I found it. Okay. All right. So our next focus on the Christian path to maturity is spiritual warfare. And there are three things as a Christian that we battle against in our life. Uh, against the world, our flesh, and the devil. And so there's three things that I want to accomplish today. I want to, first of all, help you discern the battles in your life it's against the world, your flesh, or the devil. Uh, help you maybe to see the strategies that Satan is using in your life, and then help you to get familiar with the armor that God has for you. All right, so we'll get started. Uh, one thing I do, huh, never mind. That's for something else. Okay. <laughs> All right, so spiritual warfare is um, something that happens in the unseen realm, but, and um, people can go on, off one end or the other. They live as if nothing's happened. It's just everything that's in this physical world is just what it is, and there's nothing unseen. There's no angels. There's no demons, whatever. Um, then on the other hand, people can go, everything's of the devil or everything's of God, and, oh, Satan's really attacking me today. The sun's not shining or whatever, you know. And um, so, But there is a balance. And so um, I just want to kind of bring that in um, today. Um, Satan's desire for a believer is to sever our connection with God, prey on our natural inclination to sin, and to deceive us into believing lies. He also wants to hinder our discipleship and to make us lose our effectiveness in God's kingdom. In a non-believer's life, Satan's... Um, Desire is just to thwart salvation or, and encourage sin. So he's at work in everyone's life. Not, you, a lot of people say, oh, you're a Christian. You've got a target on your back. You've, been, you've had a target on your back since you were born. The enemy's been at work in your life ever since you were born, just as God has been. And, so, um, and most times we're not dealing with Satan himself. We're dealing with, with his uh, little demons <laughs> and stuff. And so um, thank goodness because, yeah, that'd be scary. Um, but our God is bigger. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about what spiritual warfare is not, first of all. And this might help with... Um... Okay, well, those three things. This might help you to discern the battle that you're going through right now, some of the battles that you're going through. Okay, spiritual warfare is not a natural consequence of actions or of your behaviors. It's not reaping what you've sown. Uh, for example, let's say if someone comes to me and says, oh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I have this dullness. I'm just discontent. I just have this blindness for God and the things of God. Um, you, your sister in Christ, whoever you're meeting with, because all of us are to be discipling, discipling, and just getting discipled, right? And so um, we're, we're supposed to be sharpening each other and stuff. And so as you're speaking with your sister, you might say, okay, well, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you watching? 
Well, I binge watch Housewives of Orange County. Okay, well that, I would think, right there, we know that the harvest that that produces, because everything produces a harvest. You're not gonna get by with anything, right? Everything produces a harvest. So if I'm binge watching, Housewives of Orange County will say, um, I'm gonna be discontent with the things that God's given me. Um, selfish ambition is glamorized, competition, status, vanity, all these things are gla glamorized in this movie. So I'm going to be discontent. I'm gonna be eh, about the things of God. It's just the natural harvest of the things that you've produced. And that's not spiritual warfare, all right? Um, another thing is I'm tired all the time. I'm just, oh, I think the enemies, you know, just really put, and sometimes I'm just going to let this one speak for itself because sometimes whatever, but you need to evaluate yourself. Have I been eating junk food? Have I been getting too much sleep? Have I, am I not sleeping enough? You need to take all these things into consideration to see if am I really under spiritual attack or am I just reaping what I've been, so what I've been sowing in my life? All right, so Satan is not necessarily the cause of these things. Um, let's see here. All right, so here are some possible symptoms of spiritual attack. And this is assuming that you're in the Word daily. You're not living in unconfessed sin. Um, these things aren't normally part of your life but come out of nowhere for seemingly no reason. It would be like doubt, confusion, distractions, uncommon temptations, a weak faith, a loss of hope, a loss of peace, um, an unusual sickness, not all though, uh, resentment toward God, uh, suicidal depression. Uh, this is just a short list. Um, it's not exhaustive. Um, I've experienced all these in my Christian life, and um, I'm sure a lot of you ladies have that... Uh, it, it comes out of nowhere just this, past, just this week, you know, because when you um, say yes to the Lord, you know, you're asked to speak or you're asked to sing or you're asked to do, teach children's ministry, whatever. If you're serving the Lord, if you're doing discipleship, you know you're going to get attacked. And I bet all of you ladies have had a heck of a week. Thank you for persevering. But um, it, it happens, you know, and the Lord wants to get you, me, um, discouraged, wants me to get distracted and everything like that. And so um, at work, all of a sudden, I just felt like this darkness come upon me and like this feeling like everyone is mad at you. And it's like, what? You know, and I knew it was the attack, you know, but it's like, okay, now that I, you recognize it, you know, it's like, okay, this is just attack. This is just attack, you know, going and I'm still feeling this. And it's like, just because I've recognized it doesn't mean it's going to go away. I got to follow through. You know, that's the first step is recognizing it, you know. So you want to make sure, you know, that you're understanding that you recognize it, first of all, you know. But you got to follow through through the rest of um, God's plan for spiritual attack. And he gives us our defense. And so if you guys want to open your Bibles to chapter 6 of Ephesians, Paul is going to give us our training for battle. Sorry if I'm talking fast. I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Now I'm going to get there myself. All right. So starting at verse 10. Finally, my sisters, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the evil one, and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I'm just going to stop there for today. All right. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So um, I'm just going to um, spend a few moments breaking the scriptures down here. Uh, Looking at verse 10, we see that we are supposed to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And this, this principle right here is, needs to be the foundation of all your other spiritual warfare. You can ha- God gives us the best armor. We have the best armor, but if, if we don't have the power of God, that armor is just like me having a machine gun. I don't know how to load it. I don't know how to clean it. I don't know how to do anything with it, but it can kill, you know? So we need to have the power of God um, be strong in his might. Um, so we, when we read his word, we learn and understand who he is. And then we begin to, as our, on our walk to step out in faith, and he shows himself faithful and true. And so we're able to build upon, go from faith to faith. Um, so we believe in his might, and it's not our confidence. Um, in Jude and in other places in the Bible, uh, we're not to rebuke Satan. Don't even talk to Satan. You know, Jude said, the Lord rebuke you. When Satan's coming at me, I go to Jesus. I don't say, oh, the Bible says, I pray to the God. Lord, your word says, and, and he's faithful to do that. You know, don't, don't go to battle with Satan on his word because he knows it better than us too. So um, uh, he's been around longer. And so, yeah, he probably, he knows our weaknesses better than we do too. So um, don't, don't take any of it lightly. All right, verse 11, we are told to put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to fight against the devil. No, stand against the devil, right? We don't battle against him, right? We just stand, okay? And so things are going to happen, you know, things, you know, um, this, he might flare up someone in the flesh, you know, to come against you, you know, and like we said, we're not fighting against flesh and blood, you know, and Satan wants to react, 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 react. Flip him off, uh, cuss him out, do this, do this. You got to react, you know. I have uh, driving issues, you know. And so, um, you know, he, he might, you know, just do it, just do it, you know, react, react, react. But we're just supposed to stand, right? Stand firm and, and um, it'll go all around us, right? Uh, so um, looking now at verse 12, that we are not pinned against one another. We're not, it's not against flesh and blood, but... We can be used as a pawn of Satan to become ineffective in God's work. So um, just know that when, when you're getting offended, when someone's offending you, it's not against you. Keep your eyes on the eternal perspective. It's not about this right here, right? And so um, 
Verse 13. Now we take up the whole armor of God. Whose armor is it? God's. Okay. Good. Ours would be like aluminum foil, right? Okay. So, <laughs> so we've seen it uh, three times now there to stand. So we know that in re- with uh, repetition in the Bible, that's uh, emphasis, an expression of emphasis. He's, Paul wants you to get it. Stand, 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 you know. Um, highlight in your Bible, having done all to stand. So many times we get defeated by the first arrow that Satan shoots. Our flesh wants to be right there and do it, you know, or believe that lie, you know. Um, most, most of the warfare happens right up here, right, between our ears, you know. Oh, you're not good enough to do that. Oh, you know, no, the Lord's called me to do this, and he's going to equip me to do this, and I'm going to walk through, and I'm going to do it. You know, need to know the word of God. You know, need to know the, um, what he's called you to do, you know, that, that's... Uh, Another thing we'll get into in just a minute. All right. Um, so the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And so that's why Paul says that he disciplines his body t- into submission. He doesn't the, let the desires of his flesh overcome him to hinder the work that God has called him to do. So in Galatians 5, uh, I forget what verses, it, it talks about the works of the flesh. And that's just the natural inclination that your flesh wants to do wants comfort, feed me, um, just, you know, all these fleshly desires, uh, covetousness, um, jealousies, envies, rivalries, debating, all this stuff, right? And so um, Paul disciplines his body so that he could level that playing field, you know? The battles now, um, you know, if, if you level your playing fields, that helps in warfare because <laughs> it limits it. All right, so uh, verse 14, there it is again. Stand. We're getting into the armor, and Paul gives us a spiritual picture that we'll go through first by piece. We'll go through piece by piece. There we go. All right, so the first one that Paul mentions is the belt of truth. And so in ancient times, people um, wore uh, belts to, like, bind up their flowing garments, like the Romans and stuff like that, to keep everything together. And so that's what God's truth is. It holds everything together. It's the truth of his word. It's the truth of Christian disciplines and, and um, understandings of the Christian life. All right. And so Satan is the father of lies. And so we must be saturated in God's word of truth. All right. The next is we, the breastplate of righteousness. And this is Christ's righteousness. It's not me being so obedient to everything that Christ has called me to be. It's Christ's righteousness. And many times Satan's going to bring up accusations of things that we've done in the past. And um, our first inclination is to defend ourselves or minimize or make excuses of why we did the sin or whatever. And that's not, that's not our breastplate of righteousness, giving excuses or reasons why. No, my Christ, my Christ is my righteousness. And because of what he did on the cross, there's two things I think Rebecca touched on, probably both of them, that Christ did at the cross. He took the penalty of our sin upon himself, and then we also received his righteousness that he earned through perfect obedience upon us. So the Father sees us as if we'd never sinned and as if we've always obeyed. And so that's pretty amazing right there, considering my past. (laughs) 
Uh, now let's see, verse 15. Um, the shoes shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel. All right, so the preparation includes readiness and mobility and flexibility to share the good news, right? We're, we're going, we're doing it, you know. And sometimes, most all the times, but daily, basically, we need to preach the gospel to ourselves because so many times Satan will try to get us to focus on our own works rather than Christ's finished work. He'll try to get us focused on um, our, our uh, lack rather than Christ's what we gain in Christ. And so if I have these thoughts of like, um, oh, I can't, be a, I can't be a Christian because I did this. Or I get thoughts that I'm a great Christian because I do this, this, this. That's a, two different sides of the same coin, right? Um, Satan has cleverly deceived us at that point to take our eyes off the cross and put them on ourselves. We need to put those shoes of the gospel back on. We can firmly walk in those. Now, verse 16 uh, we have the shield of faith, which we are t- to quench all the darts of the, f- the fiery darts of the wicked one. And so you see a fiery dart, and you see it hit something, and the fire just spreads, right? Did you ever get those fiery darts in your head? And the light just kind of spreads, and it affects your facial, um, whatever, look. It, it, <laughs> it affects um, your attitude towards someone. You know, if, you could, if, if, if uh, someone looks at you wrong one day, or something, and it's like, oh, that person doesn't like me. Oh, then it can. Exp- oh, that person thinks this, or whatever. Just it can. It can spread that that lie, that dart can spread, that untruth, whatever it might be, that offense can spread. So we use the shield of faith to quench that. We um, stand on God's word, and uh, we go. If it, if it's offense, we go to that sister. We'll, we go to you know. We bring it up. Let the darkness come to light. Don't, don't hide darkness, right? And so a good exercise for all of us to be in the habit of is examining what we are thinking about at any given moment. I do this at work sometimes. I'll catch myself thinking very proudful thoughts about myself. Oh, you did really great at that. Oh, wow, look at you go. It's like, what? Why am I thinking that? I'm just doing my job, you know? But Satan wants to flare up that pride. Or else he wants to tear you down. Wow, you really biffed that, you know, or whatever, you know. Tear you down. You keep like a mental note of just stop yourself periodically throughout the day. What is, what is going through my mind right now? Because not everything that goes through here is your thoughts. And, and as you're growing in Christ, the old man, hopefully as you're growing in Christ, the old man is diminishing and the new man, and the spirit is flourishing. And so we need to be able to be like, nope, that's the old man, or nope, that's Satan, or this is the spirit that's leading me and guiding me. So um, just always um, be taking an examination of the thoughts that are going on through your mind. Um, it, some questions you can ask yourself, is this true? Is what's going on in my mind really true? Is it pleasing to God? What kind of fruit does this produce in my life? Or what is the eternal impact of this thought that's going on? Um, and then condemnation versus conviction. If you're convicted, um, it should push you to Jesus. Um, and, th- and that takes a little bit too, I think, because when I was first convicted, um, it's hard to go to Jesus. You still want to cover yourself with your own fig leaves that you make. You know, we still want to make excuses for yourself or whatever. But, you know, if you're convicted, um, 
go to Jesus. And if you're being condemned where it just keeps, oh, you did this and it keeps piling more and more thoughts, that's condemnation. That's from the evil one. All right, then looking at verse 17. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. This hope, this is the hope of salvation. And with this hope, without this hope, we will make foolish decisions and we will be susceptible to all kinds of temptations. But if we are awaiting our Lord's return, hopefully we'll be eternally minded and going, doing the business of our Father that we're called to do. And also we see in verse 17 that we have the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And we see Jesus using this against Satan as he's being tempted in the wilderness. But we also see, like I said earlier, that Satan knows scripture too. So we must know the word and put our trust in it as well. Satan isn't scared that you read your Bible. Satan isn't scared that you know 10 verses by memory. He's scared if you trust in him. You trust, you walk day by day, you walk in the, it's yours. You, it's yours and you own it. It's been tested. Uh, we must know that um, the word, that, that's the only weapon for offense in the Christian's armor. So the more scripture we know and trust, the more effective that weapon is. And then in verse 18, we see that um, we're always to be praying, and not just for your attack, but for all the saints' attacks. Uh, we might see victory in our own life, but there are those among us that are being heavily attacked. There's no lone rangers in Christianity. There's no lone rangers in our warfare. We need each other, and we need each other's prayers. And don't stop praying when the battle's over, because have you ever heard this, uh, the saying, new, le new levels, new devils? You know, so you get victory in something, and, and you start to walk in the newness of life in this area. Devil's just going to come up and do something else. I've had... You know, um, just crazy things where I've never um, struggled with stuff before. You know, and the stuff that I did struggle with, I'm getting victory in. God's giving me um, the newness of life. I'm walking in victory over it. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting this temptation from something that has never tempted me before. It's like, what in the world, you know? So he's, Satan's always just trying to get in, trying to make you ineffective, trying to, um, you know, if he can't take away your salvation, he just wants to make you... Uh, idle, you know, and not being uh, useful to anyone else around us. Um, jump over to 1 Peter 5, verses 5 through 11. All right, it says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty of God of hand, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us into his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, 
establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. So even though we are in a spiritual warfare, um, it does produce a good harvest if you're standing in the faith and, make, and um, you know, living it out as prescribed. It's um, there in verse, verse 11, excuse me, verse 10. It's there to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. So we know that God is sovereign and, and Satan has to go through God to get to you first. You know, and so he'll use these bad things to either bring glory to you and move you on your path or else take you out. And so um, that's God's design for spiritual warfare, to perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. All right, so, and um, just want to give... Uh, where did that piece of paper go? Okay, back to the first page. The things I wanted to accomplish while I'm talking. <laughs> Um, seeing the strategies that Satan wants to use in your life. Okay, so we just need to look at who Satan is and what, and what he's all about. So we know that Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's the father of lies, and he's a murderer from the beginning. And um, I want to recommend a really good book. It's called The Strategy of Satan. Know this book. And then this one second. <laughs> but this is a really good book that kind of lays out Satan's strategy and um, how to, how to's and stuff like that. Um, and just gives you, you know, exposes Satan's strategies so that you'll be able to um, walk in that stronger. Um, another thing, let's see, all right. Uh, and then the third thing, let's see here. There's some papers. I wanted to go through these real quick if you pass those out. There should be one. If there's, if there's not enough, let me know. All right, so the second thing that I said that I wanted to do today was um, see the strategies that Satan is using in your life. And so... Um, does everyone have one? Anyone need one? Oh, you got it. <laughs> everyone got one? All right. So we see, um, here's, none of these lists are ex exhaustive or whatever, but uh, these are things that are going to strength or weaken your strength in the Lord. Remember, being strong in the Lord is, is the foundation of any of our spiritual warfare. So these are the things that are going to take away from it. Not spending time in his word, overcommitting yourself, too much conversation, laziness, arguments and debating, too much time in the wrong company, too much foolish talking and joking, love for money and career and ambition, unequal yoking with an unbeliever, whether that's marriage or a business, um, yoking, <laughs> I don't know what the word is, or, or uh, whatever, um, and ungodly entertainment. Uh, the th and ungodly is not just evil. So we know that um, Satan comes as an angel of light. And so some of the most beautiful things can be ungodly. Um, and so be very discerning on the entertainment that you have. Nothing, like I previously said, nothing, there's not anything in this world that does not produce a harvest, okay? Um, so ungodly entertainment is just, yeah. Um, all right, but these are going to be the things that are going to strengthen you in your warfare. 
submitting to God, reading his word, prayer, fasting, praise and worship, reaching out to other believers, and being firm in the truth. Stand. So standing in the truth. All right. And so um, I just want to uh, give you maybe some examples of how the um, how Satan likes to come between us. Okay, so he likes to sow discord among the brethren. So a big thing that I see in the church is that um, you have a discipleship appointment. I'm going to start meeting with you, and we're going to go through uh, maybe a book of the Bible or whatever. Guess what? That night, you're not going to get a good night's sleep. That night, or that morning, you're going to wake up with a headache. Um, all these things, Satan is going to try. Oh, oh, I'm going to feel like a burden on the person that I'm supposed to be meeting with. All these things, Satan is going to try to keep you apart from the things that, he, that God has called you to do. Um, you're coming to church. Okay, I finally got there. I got through that first attack. <sighs> oh my gosh, that person didn't say hi. They just totally blew me off. Oh my gosh. Satan wants to cause offense and division among the brethren, among the sisterin. So, grace, like grace, just slather you all over <laughs> and, and, and be um, okay with like your feelings getting hurt because, you know, as we're growing too, um, we're not going to be able to say hi to everyone that we want to see and we're not going to be able to make those connections every Sunday. And so um, being intentional and being grace-giving. And if there is an offense, like we learned a couple weeks ago, go to that sister. Say, hey, I, I feel like... I have an offense, and I just want to bring this out to the light, you know, and um, keep the dark, keep bring all darkness to light, like I said earlier. Um, so that's those are ways that Satan wants to use to divide us, to bring offense in between us, ladies. All right, we um, in our marriage, you know, it depends. Are we called? Um, are we a mom? Are we a wife? Um, where we work, our job. There are specific things in the Bible that, that we're supposed to do. You know, we're supposed to train our kids up in the Lord. Guess what's going to get attacked? You're going to have a crappy day at work. You're going to be tired. You're not going to want to spend that 15 minutes with your daughter reading the Bible. I have a headache. All these, you, you can kind of see how Satan sets stuff up, right? And so knowing that, we're going to persevere, right? We're going to stand. Heavenly Father, Lord, I know that you've called me to um, train my children up in the way we should go, Lord, and, and I'm not feeling it today, and I, I have a headache. I've got, I don't have enough time, but because you've called me to, I know that you're going to help me persevere. I know that you're going to equip me to do the things that you've called me to do. Sweetie, grab your Bible. Let's do this. You know, there, there's things that are wives. This is a tough one, you know, being able to submit to your husband as to the Lord, you know, and I made this un- um, holy vow after my first husband committed suicide that I was not going to trust another person for the things that I need, right? So um, no one's, I'm not gonna like get connected with anyone like that, you know, anymore. But I got married and it's been hard because um, I want to be independent and I know what I need and I don't always trust that he's looking out for my best interest, you know, but I need to submit to him as to the Lord. And I'm sure he is but it's just those lies in my head, those easy ones that Satan slips in, you know. And so as wives, there's prescription here on, on how we are to be with our husbands and with other believers and stuff. So those are just some areas where Satan likes to get in and um, cause offense, cause um, disobedience, 
cause ineffectiveness. So I just wanted to um, share those with you. And now I'm going to move you on to the next part of our spiritual work, our, our Christian life. <laughs> All right, Lori.